Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Doing great, Matt. How are you? Life is good, my friend. Looking good. You got another uh, tropical storm, probably your second or third coming through Florida. Sooner or later. It'll be through uh, Thursday or Friday. I think up here it's going to come through. It's a hurricane yeah. now hitting somewhere down oh. near Tampa. So, yeah. Okay. Didn't realize that. Left a lot of rain. Such is life. Such is life. I read something. Anyway. We'll better than snow, there. right? So Better than snow. That's why you live in Florida, my friend. That's exactly right. All right. Episode 99, Profit Accelerators for Your Business. Profit Accelerators for Your Business. 99. So that's 99. That's pretty good. We're almost at 100. That's, almost that's at a good number of episodes. Next week is 100. Before Thanksgiving. That's good. That's pretty good. All right. So we've talked about this stuff before. Uh, you know, we talked about, you know, I got a book. Uh, you've got a book. Uh, five Profit Accelerators for Your Business, right? We've talked about this many times. Got to get more leads, so you got to get more bats, more opportunities. You got to get number two, be more conversions. So once you get in front of somebody, can you close the business, right? Number three would be transactions. Can you do more business um, with your existing clients? Can you get them to buy more product? You know, it's like a yep. ticket item, right? Uh, number uh, four would be pricing. So pricing isn't just you know move your prices up or down. It's also bundling and. And, and value added. We had a whole episode on value added. And then number five is is profit, which is kind of margins and costs and um, investments. You know, so it's not always about cutting your costs, but what would be a good investment to help increase your profits because it might free up your time to make more sales. So Correct. those are our five profit accelerators. But really, we have this whole thing uh, that we have called a profit acceleration session, right? That we do with uh, clients. And the profit acceleration session really is 40 plus actual tactics or accelerators. It's 40 plus accelerators that we would go through. Um, and we would take you through those lists, right? And we take you through those and we ask three basic questions. Actually, I guess it's four basic questions. Uh, do we have reasonable control of this, right? We're looking for more leads and more transactions and more conversions. Do we have control over this and costs and pricing, right? Uh, can we measure it? So everything that gets measured gets done, right? Yeah. Um, weekly or monthly, we want to keep track. You know, we've done a whole episode on know your numbers, right? You need yep. to know your numbers. Absolutely. Everything from acquisition costs to what are your profit margins to, you know, you got to know your numbers, your key drivers. Uh, and then which direction do we need this number to move in, up or down? That's number three. And number four would be, you know, how, you know, what specific tactics, how can we improve this number? How do we improve this number, right? That's the tactics that we're going to have. Um, yes. And so I just wanted to talk about this as a, as a generality and some specific examples. So, so, so we, do we want to go into like what it, what reasonable control means? I mean, because, uh, you know, some people are like, you know, I mean, it's going to be a question. If I was watching this episode or listening to it, I'd be like, okay, what's reasonable control? What, is, what does that mean? Yeah. All right, that's perfect. So, so where do we, you and I usually start? We usually start with a target market. Target market, right? Of so that would be something that, you, do you have a target market? And most people say, you know, anybody with a pulse, right? And so we always talk about, you know, one target market at a time. So yeah, sell, a sell to everyone you sell. To, I just got off a, um, a marketing call uh, with my team and we had three marketing ideas and I said, okay. Three marketing ideas are great. Which one are we going to go with? Um, which one do we have reasonable control over a target? Um, so, because if you're, 
what's the old expression? If you sell to everybody, you'll sell to nobody. So yes, yes, exactly you gotta, right. Got to narrow that focus. Um, yeah. But reasonable control, I think, would also mean um, it's it's. For instance, I'm going to use uh, like Budweiser as an example. Well, Budweiser advertises like crazy. Now, do they have reasonable control over over the people that see their message? Probably not like you'd imagine. Like if they put their big logo on a on a stadium, everybody's going to see the message. But do they have any reasonable control over how to get them into their funnel? It's not a direct response type atmosphere. So I think that's partially not reasonable control. So that's not really good for the small business owner. You don't have the Budweiser budget. You gotta you gotta have things that you can control so that you can determine your. Of course, he comes in here, but determine your cost per acquisition. I think that's a critical. So we would say, so you got to have a target market. We always say pick one target market at a time. We build out that platform and then we could go to your next target market, right? So you could say, I had a call with one of the guys yesterday. His target market is uh, small to mid-sized law firms that are growing, meaning they're, they're adding partners and paralegals, or a lot of times you'll see small law firms join together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that'd be a target market. You're looking for law firms that do business to business. By the way, there are law firms that are estate planning, uh, elderly care, uh, personal injury. We're talking about business to business. So they represent other businesses that are getting sued or contract disputes or contract law where they're putting together those contracts or acquisitions. So those are business to business lawyers. So even more specific, business to business lawyers are who we're looking for. Okay. Then we'd say marketing message. Do you have over control over the marketing message? And you would always talk about, you know, what are their hot buttons? How do you add value? What problem are you solving for them? What will, you know, we want to come up with such a good marketing message that it's a no brainer for them to do business. with. Yeah. You really got to tell them how their life is going to be better with your product or service, whatever that that's, how is your life going to improve is the marketing message really has to be centered around that. And certainly yeah, the problem you're solving for them. So Yeah, and we've done several episodes on marketing message and how that matters and make sure you're targeting the right market and delivering the right message to those people, right? So it's going right. to be, yep. can we come up with a hot buttons for lawyers, for B2B lawyers? Let's just use that as an example as we go through here, right? Then we go so, and say, so when you say hot buttons for lawyers, uh, what specialty? <laughs> Don't we want to get into what their specialty well, is? Well, you know, I would go, I would go even, uh, so, so yes and no. So I don't want to get too much into this thing, but it would be like, so you're, it's a growing law firm. And what are some of the problems you're going to have as a growing law firm? You got to bring on new partners. You're combining law firms. You got to bring on junior, uh, junior lawyers. You got to bring on paralegals. So now you got staff and training. It used to be like a one-man shop. Investment advisors do the same thing. Insurance agents, it used to be a one-man shop, and now they had to have a junior advisor and an assistant and a paraplanner and, you know, client service executive, right? Same thing with law firms. You're going to have some, who's going to take the onboarding? So you have, used to be this one-man shop with, a, with an assistant, and now all of a sudden you're two or three partners, and you got two or three juniors, and you got two. So there are all kinds of issues, let's call it. Yeah, the issues, I mean, you, you, I mean, I would say one of the issues is that um, in that type of firm, you're the, like, you're one of the attorneys, you're limited by the amount of hours that you can spend with any one client. So you've got to get really good at uh, delegating some of your responsibilities that can be delegated. That means, um, I would think turning a lot of, uh, what would you call it? Like turning your documents, many of them into forms, because a lot of what an attorney does is going to be, a lot of it's repetitive. 
there's going to be sections of, a, of an agreement that are going to be very unique to every client, but there's going to be sections of it that are border, boilerplate is the word I was looking for. Yeah, and okay. so well, we're, we're getting too, wait, wait, wait. you're getting too much detail, right? Because we want to <laughs> stick the, you know, we, we would talk about the problems would be growing pains. So that would be the problem you're solving in the growing pains. We're sure. not solving the problem yet. We're just identifying the problem. So Got you're it. heading in the right direction. So the problem would be growing pains or not enough time in the day or, now I got to manage people and do billable hours, right? Those are your problems, your hot buttons, right? And so then we say, what else might be a problem? We can talk about, the, you know, the five uh, profit activators, right? The, the accelerators, leads. Are they generating enough leads to have enough business, right? So, so the, the best problem would be the law firm has so many business opportunities that they need junior lawyers. But you have law firms that are chicken in the egg, right? I actually took a consultant, different business, but he's, he's like, I need more people because I want to take on more clients, but I don't have the clients to hire the people to, to pay for it. Right. Yeah, that's the chicken and the egg for sure. Yeah. The chicken and the egg. So, so is the better strategy to, you know, pony up the money now to hire the one or two, one or two staff people, or is it, no, let's fire up the marketing and then we'll get the marketing going and we'll just stagger the, uh, you know, Hey, I can't start the project until November 1st, or I'm sorry, we're in November till December 1st, which gives you a month to go find the person, you know, or bring them off the bench. You've already identified the person. Now you just chicken in the egg. Do I want to get more leads first? or I want to hire the people first. Right. But that would be, you know, are we generating leads? How do we generate leads? Right. Uh, are they getting a lot, uh, uh, so generate leads can go into a bunch of different things here. I'm going to go over here. Um, well, and just, you know, and, and this, the chicken and the egg can also force a, and a, someone like that to look at their profit margin because if, if they can't hire because they're doing the chicken and the egg thing, I, I don't have the extra business. Well, that might force you to say my pricing is probably too low. Cause I, I, these are, these are the things you got to look at. Know, but you're going out of order. We're going, you got to go in order, right? Got to go in order. We got the five leads. That's, so we'd say that's leads. the OCD party. You got to go I know, in order. I know it is, but that's perfect. Cause what's going to happen is we're going to, we might've identified those three to eight key drivers quickly by saying, Hey, it's pricing for you. And that's what you need to go to. Yeah. But we kind of go through, so you can say leads, how to generate leads, alliance and joint ventures. Those could be good ways to generate leads, uh, digital marketing strategy, referral systems, uh, publicity, PR, direct mail, advertising, right? These could all be ways to uh, generate leads. However, it has to go back to your marketing message and your target market, right? That's what we talk about a strategy. A strategy is who's our target market and what's the message? What are the problems we're trying to solve? And then deciding if we're using digital marketing or PR or direct mail or advertising, that's just the vehicle we're using to deliver that marketing message, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, we go into more conversion. So what's a compelling offer? You and I always talk about compelling offers, irresistible offers. Make it, can we make it a no uh, risk reversal is another word for that. Can we make it a no brainer for them to do this free trials where we did a whole thing on free trials and value bonuses or free for a month. And then like, you're doing free, free, sh uh, free thing, just pay for shipping, right. For the dog yeah. food. Right. And so is that a compelling offer? Or can we do a drip campaign? You know, we, uh, Joe Polish and Dean Jackson talk about, you know, consumer guides, right. Then you do a drip campaign based around how to choose a roofer, how to choose a, a kitchen remodeler, uh, before and after kitchen remodelers, ideas for your, you know, idea generation for your kitchen remodel, right? That would be part of a drip campaign. Um, scripts, do you need scripts and how you follow the scripts, close rates, follow up, close rates, uh, reactivation of former customers. We've talked about that before. And, um, and that's a big one. I think reactivation, a lot of people I think it's huge. skip, yeah, skip 
often. Um, well, they don't need anything now. And then right. we, so we talk about joint ventures, which could be reactivation campaigns with joint ventures um, can be a great way to generate revenue. No, you're exactly right. Um, we talked about this before. So and, uh, and then we'll start getting to more specific examples. You know, increase the number of transactions, which means, you know, to get your existing clients to buy more from you, right? Is that more from you each time or more from you over time, right? And so we did a whole thing on value-added bonuses and, uh, you know, the roofer, now you're going to do a referral for the painter, right? We talked about that the, the mortgage broker could, could, could generate more business by having be the guy. Your insurance guy, we used your insurance guy yeah. as an example a couple of weeks ago. He knows everybody. He can generate business by joint ventures or referral relationships or just knowing the right person and generate increased number of transactions because they're coming back to you more often. Correct. So then we can get some examples. So so we would say let that I mean we just went through a litany. That's probably hell that's probably ten or twenty of them already, right? You yeah, these those. are all these are all geared around really profit accelerators. I mean, yep. of course, I want to start always start with profit because I always think when I look at a business, you want to work your business backwards. Like, what does it look like at the end? And so you got to think about profit. But then when you're breaking this down, these are the ways you break it down. How am I going to yep. get there? How am I going exactly. to get there? What are the tactics going to get me there? Right. And right. don't we have like 40 in the profit accelerating? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like 40 plus. You're exactly right. And we've got, we've also got a whole thing on, you know, fix your cash flow leaks quickly, which is exactly, you could start off and say, Hey, look, let's just, you know, plug the cash flow leaks right now. We're, we're, we're bleeding cash. Let's go in here and fix that right off the bat. Right. So we could start over there. Right. My point being is you're going to have these categories, these 40 plus categories. We're going to go through some of them, all of them, a piece of them, but then you're going to identify the goal is to say, can we improve those by 3%, 5%, 20%, right? And, and that's where you come into um, what we call, so, so we just did this. I just did this for, for one of my uh, uh, businesses uh, earlier in the week. Actually, I've done two this week. And so one of them was, uh, I can't, I won't mention the Pacific business, but they're in, they're in the manufacturing business for lack of a better term. And uh, we go through these, we identify for them, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six of them. We're trying to improve them. We think comfortably uh, five to 7%, maybe one of them we got a 10% improvement, right? What does that lead to? And it turns out the company is sitting on $675,000 of profit acceleration opportunity. So there's $675,000 of opportunity, profit opportunity just sitting there inside your existing business right now, right? By going through these and identifying them, right? Which is basically doubling of his profits, right? He's making profit 600 and some 50. Now we're talking about another 675 on top of that. Literally and if, doubling yeah, the profits. So let's, let's just say your 675,000 is, let's just say it's 20% profit margin. Well, if you double that, um, you've increased your profit by a hundred percent and that that straight bottom line money now we say straight bottom line money it, it may cost some money to get there i mean usually well that know, comes out with a profit number so that's already baked in there that's yeah, already baked I mean, in there. Just, so that's that's net 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 of all of, of any kind of expenses but generally it's just doing remember we did this one before it worked so well i quit doing it so yeah. a lot of these are work so well i quit doing it type strategies a lot of these are, gosh, I never even thought about bundling. I never even thought about a joint venture. I never even thought about, you know, the mortgage broker and the painter. I never even thought the painter go to the mortgage broker. Now he's got a whole pipeline, right? Uh, we've used that example several times. So 
when you come through this and you, and you go through our system, Profit Acceleration Session, right? Uh, this is the kind of stuff we do in our mastermind group. You're starting to, now what do you got? You're starting to put together the business plan, the picture, right? The, yeah. hey, we got a target market. Now we got a marketing message. So now as we, uh, I was on a call earlier this week. Clarity breeds confidence. Clarity, if you are clear, who's your target market and who's your marketing message and that marketing message is clear in everybody in your business. You know, they all know the, the one-liner. I've got a new one-liner now where I'm saying, we're gonna increase your net worth and lower your handicap. I'm a golfer, so, so the golfers would get that. But it could be, you know, increase your net worth and, and increase your fishing time, you know, if you're a fisherman or something like that, right? But the point sure. is, increase net worth and have more free time to do the stuff that you yeah. want, right? That would be kind of your marketing message, your tagline, and uh, if you can have that message that's hitting the hot buttons that can be easily delivered by everybody in the company, because you know that's not how it is right now. Now you have clarity. This is what we do, and this is the benefit of it, and here's how we do it. Right now, clarity brings confidence. Now we're confident that this is what we do. This is how we're doing it. We are, uh, what are we talking about? I've talked about with Dennis before. You could be the Lexus dealership of dentistry or the Jiffy Lube. Remember we've used that example before? Yeah. What do you want to be? Well, I'm, I want to be the Lexus. I want to be the, the nice experience when I go to the dentist. I don't want to be the Jiffy Lube. I've used that example where you go get your oil change and the seat's all sticky. In the, right? Because that's why I take my daughter's we're not, car. We're not saying that if that all seats at all Jiffy Lubes are sticky. We're not applying <laughs> no, that. No, just use that as, a, you know, as an example. As, it, as an know, example. There's your tagline. And, you know, not your tagline, but it can be your, 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 your driving motivations. We want to be the Lexus of dentistry, the Lexus of HVAC, right? And, and then you can articulate that in the marketing message. And if you, are that, if, if you are that, you've got to represent that though. I mean, um, you know, I, I've, you know, people say I'm the Mercedes of, but yet their service is more like the Kia of. Uh, absolutely. And you got to deliver, right? That, 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 that's all our part. We've all dealt with good, honest business people and you want to deliver the great goods. So if you go through and you identify the profit accelerators, that'll be, you know, we talked about the 80-20 rule, you know, the, the, the three, five, eight of them that'll really make the biggest difference. And you tackle those in order of importance to have the quickest. And not you know, all at one time. You, and not you, all at one time. Quickest, one at a time, in order. Well, some of these overlap. But, you know, yeah. like target market, marketing message. But then that leads into your advertising or might lead into your direct marketing. Sure. Might lead into your joint venture opportunity. Because now you know what you're telling your joint venture partners. Yeah. You know, here, here's the benefit that I provide to my clients. Here's why people... Here's why we should work together because you and I are looking to provide similar type experiences to, you know, customers, right? And so, you know, I did. So I did another one. The guy going back to the lawyer example, right? So, so the main he's looking for business to business lawyers, right? So he needs a target market. We got it. Marketing message. What's what's the value he adds? What's the problem he solves? What's the hot buttons that, that are addressing? Okay, once you do that, how are you going to generate more leads, right? can generate more leads by having, uh, you know, a, a white paper, speaking engagements, a podcast, a webinar, right? Content marketing. Ads, uh, letters. I yes. mean, there's so many things that you can do, but ultimately narrowing it down and picking some is, exactly is how you right. go through the brainstorming activity, of course. Is how you go through to, to put together your strategy, but you have the clarity on, I'm going after the lawyers, B2B lawyers. And let's say, like I said, maybe it's B2B lawyers who, who deal with uh, insurance companies. You know, they represent insurance companies, just using that as an example. And boom, 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 employment lawyers. You know, I'm going after employment lawyers at a growing employment law firm, right? Blah, 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 blah. 
um, and you go through those. On Facebook, was, um, specific, you're, you're breaking injury lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. you were, yeah, you said personal injury lawyers. Yeah, There's personal a lot of injury lawyers. I saw, but I, it was a Facebook ad for wealth building for personal injury lawyers, right? Interesting. So that was so unique. I actually have personal injury lawyers as my clients, my coaching clients and my wealth clients. I've never run an ad that specific. I was like, man, that's, talk that's, about a target market. Yeah, it's pretty specific. It's and, pretty specific. And, and there's, I mean, then you could get even more specific, say in 25 million a year in sales or under. Um, exactly right. Exactly. And what's the clarity of that? Then the clarity is that that's, that's all he's looking for. Personal injury lawyers. And I can use a LinkedIn strategy. I can use a yellow pages strategy. I can, I'm just personal injury associations. Uh, you know, the, the, usually the bar association has a, a subgroup of personal injury. Like you can go boom, 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 very specific. And if you got, what are the three things that you do problem you solve for the personal injury lawyers? Boom. And then we talked about one at a time. Cause then you could probably take those same things and take, Oh, for uh, medical malpractice lawyers. Right. <laughs> and now you just change the title, but it's the same, uh, the personal wealth building for, uh, uh, insurance lawyers, you know, defense lawyers or whatever. Yeah. Now you can same message, just a different title, but you're going after a specific market, delivering the same message. And you're going to have a different target, like a criminal defense lawyer is probably not going to have the kind of money that the personal injury lawyer is going to have. So the problems that each of those deal with are different. So your marketing message is going to be different. Slightly um, tweaked, right, yeah, right. So but and what, and our example is, you know, these 40 profit accelerators are in everybody's business, right? So, so, so they're in everybody's business, whether you are a lawyer, whether you are a plumber, whether you are a, a, a manufacturer, uh, a lighting guy, right? These, that's the cool part. So even your marketing message, once you identify it, um, a lot of those core messages will uh, apply to several of your target markets and you're almost just changing the title, right? Yes. Uh, profit accelerators for dentists, profit accelerators for lawyers, profit accelerators for, you know, uh, landscapers, right? Right. But, but you would just go after the landscaper market with your profit accelerators and use some specific language involved with them. So it's just, I don't know, I got really excited about this because the profit accelerators, we have this whole profit acceleration session that we do for, for guys in our mastermind group. And that's, and you're starting to narrow in on, gosh, you've got this, this $675,000 of, of profit opportunity just sitting there in your business that you didn't know or realize or work so well, I quit doing it. And I want to, I want to bring up something that I think is important is that I think there's a, you mentioned landscapers and, and the reason I want to, I, I want to pause on that is because there are landscapers out there who, who you probably just said $675,000 increase in profit. And there's, if, if you're a landscaper and you're watching this, there's probably a pretty good chance that you say, ah, that's not for landscapers, $675,000. There is a landscaping company in Jacksonville right now for sale for $8.4 million. So <laughs> don't tell me that you as a landscaper can't grow a massive company with the right profit accelerators. It, it doesn't matter what business you're in. You can look around and there's somebody in your industry has grown this massive company. How do you think they did it? They applied, maybe not all 40 of these, but they are applying these one at a time, increasing their profitability consistently over time, acquiring more customers, going back, talking to the existing customers and they keep growing it. So don't question whether or not your business is capable of growing 
uh, $675,000. The question is, can you grow your profit 100%? That answer is yes, if you got the right influences and you're around the right group of people and you have the right guidance, I guess it would be. The right, right. Well, you just sparked one of my, so, so here here are two different clients I had going back a couple of years and it's IT. So so IT, I handle, I handle IT, right? One, one of which, and you tell me, and it's and I'm interesting, right? So one of which is IT for, uh, gosh, let's just say, I'm not, let's just say it's for law firms, right? And they got another IT guy who's specializing in dental practices. So just for example, these aren't, you know, you know. anyway. And so one guy, the law practice was, I'm gonna go after all the law practices in my city. Boom, 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 boom. And that's what I'm going for. And I'm going to maximize my impact for law firms here in this city, right? Mm -hmm. The other guy was, all right, you know, IT for a dentist and I'm going to go, you know, I'm in Atlanta. I'm going to go in Atlanta. I'm going to go in Jacksonville. I'm going to go in Alabama, you know, Birmingham and Montgomery and I'm going to Chattanooga, right? Which one, trick question, which one had higher profits quicker, faster? Well, it's hard to say. It isn't hard to say. No, I mean, I would think the one who's going for the bigger audience. Um, no, but if it, but your law firms in Atlanta, I didn't, I got my one office, boom, boom, boom. What happens if you're in Jacksonville and Alabama and Tennessee and South Carolina and Charlotte, five different offices, right? Maximize the one thing you got, the Atlanta office going after the law firms, boom, 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 boom. And then what do we do? Then we moved it over to medical practices. Boom, well, I didn't boom, know boom, that boom. it was a, um, you needed to have an office there to, you know, I mean, I think of well, you I people to go in to do the IT work. Right. And, and so, so my point being is, is that there are two, two of the similar companies with two different strategies, one of which is more effective for quicker, faster profits, right? Again, looking at the bottom line was, first, boom, how boom, am boom, I going to make the most of my, what's the biggest right. bang for the buck with the lowest cost? I just had this conversation with, with a dental practice. One of my dentist clients, uh, I think it was last week, a week and a half ago, same thing. Very nice dental practice, uh, great, great revenue. And uh, the question comes up, well, should we open a second office, right? Should we open a second office or keep just one? And so we go through this exercise, profit acceleration uh, session, and say, you know, what potential is there in this one office versus starting a whole nother office you got to get more real estate. You got to build it out. You got to have an office manager. Now you're going between two offices that you got to run. And it turns out there was about a, a 50%, uh, what I, you know, the profit opportunity sitting here in the existing business. So we can improve your profit by 50% just by using some of these uh, uh, profit accelerators, right? These are toolbox and, and just maximize this one office first. And then we can decide if we want to open the second office. Right. So that's a whole like investment philosophy just in general, which is maximize what you got first. Then we'll talk about the next. Oh, office, yeah. Right. And, and this is the very uh, I guess as you say this is where the adage comes in. It's not how much you make that matters. It's how much you keep. Yes. Yeah, so, exactly. Right. Right. If you, yeah, if you start looking at, oh, I'm going to, you know, how am I going to grow? I need to grow another office. Well, that's where right. like what you're just saying. No, maybe. Well, not. No, you have to. Each business is got to run the analysis, look, right? But you run the analysis and you go, look, you can grow your profits by this much in your existing build business. And a lot of people go, I didn't even see that that was possible. That right. we could do that right. under my existing roof, or I could do that under. Um, it depends on the type of business you are. Like a lot of businesses can grow globally without ever growing other offices. Um, 
if your software related software is a service or something like that. But yeah, like if you have to have people there, then those costs have to be calculated. And yeah, all it yeah. boils down to is not how much gross, it's how much you net. That's the how thing. How much you keep. Do. And that's what we always talk about, right? I want you to make more, keep more, pay less in taxes, take more time off. So make more, keep more, take more time off, right? Yeah. I got a builder friend down in it. Anyway, I got a builder friend and at, you know, builds houses builds cabinets now, right? You know, well, I'm already building the house and now I can build the cabinets. I was farming that out to somebody else. I could keep that profit margin myself. That's a way to increase his profits or he could have built more houses, right? What else could the builder do? Well, he could add, you know, I'm doing renovation projects or I'm doing, uh, I don't know, you know, you can add on your service. It goes back to more transaction with existing clients. Uh, we talked about value added bonuses. We talked about the shutter relationship. You can have a referral for the shutter. We don't do the shutters, but when I'm done, You'll have a brand new house, and I know a shutter lady that'll help you. It's funny you um, say that. That right next door to me here in, uh, in my office park, the people who moved in next door, um, he works for a commercial builder, and he builds uh, commercial cabinets. You know, like you, yeah. all the different types of cabinets you'd have in a big commercial office. You know, with the the Formica on it and all these yeah. different things. And I think it's Formica, but now it's all these different things. That's what they do, right next door. He works for a commercial builder, and the builder said, "Hey, how can I increase?" Yes. I'm going to build cabinets. So yes. um, rather than he was probably had a referring agent he was sending business to for a long time. And he said, Hey, maybe I can do this myself in-house. So, right. Exactly. I was talking to a builder uh, last week and he does uh, commercial buildings and residential. Right. And, and let's just look at, at his business. He's in a, a different state and what is more profitable, what is easier for you to get more of, um, and for we, us, we're talking about design build. So instead of you just bidding on a contract to do the construction, Maybe there's an opportunity for commercial design and build because we can actually design your building. And then if we're the guys that design it, we can build it and you're not as price sensitive because you kind of trust us because we help design the building and you know know all the inner workings. Right. So so then you're they're not as sensitive, right? Because they know I can trust you. Yeah, precisely. As opposed to let's go get more residential. I know we got on tangents. So all right, so profit accelerator. So basically, you know, if you'd like this kind of win for your business, we're talking about you know, profit accelerators for your business. We talked about our five five main drivers, but we've got a toolbox of 40 plus accelerators that you go through. Three main questions. Do you, can, uh, do you have reasonable control? Can we measure it on a weekly or monthly basis? Which direction do we want these numbers to go in and how can we get it done? How can we get it done? Yeah, we talked about identifying those key drivers, right? You might find three of them, five of them, eight of them and trying to improve them 5%, 20%. That leads up the example I was using, a company was sitting on $675,000 of, of profit opportunity, right? That they didn't even know they had, um, which is basically doubling the profits for them. Um, so if you like that kind of win, let us know. You know, you know we, we can show you how. This is, this is what we do. This is what we do in our mastermind group. This is what we do in our profit acceleration session where we kind of go through this with you and show you what it's like. Um, so if you're interested in that, we're profitabilitymd.com. Uh, Matt at Profitability MD, Dave at Profitability MD. We've got a podcast, Profitability MD, anywhere it's anywhere you get your podcast. But but you know you're looking for a mastermind group where where you can grow your profit accelerators, right? You're looking for a profit acceleration session where you can sit here and you know, what is the roadmap? Yeah. What does the roadmap look like? That's what we do, right? And it's measurable and it's that's it. Doable. So. Find a look if you're interested in in the mastermind program. Reach out to Matt or I, like you said, Matt at profitabilitymd.com. David profitabilitymd.com. We'll interview you, uh, you, and you will interview us. And if we're a match for you, then uh, we'll work with you on these 
profit accelerators and so that your business can grow exponentially in the next 12 months. And I can tell you this about our mastermind group, it won't cost you a dime. Why do I say it won't cost you a dime? Because if you're in there, you're gonna make you're gonna make 10 times what, what it costs you in in profits. That's why we're selective, because we don't want to take on somebody who's not gonna grow substantially. So we are selective, but at the same time, if you are accepted in into there, you're gonna have substantial growth. Um, and it's gonna change your business, it's gonna change the way you, your outlook in terms it's, it's of your time off, your pay yeah. less tax, and you'll have a lot of- It's, it's uh, literally transformational, right? No reason you can't have the business that you deserve, right? It literally is transformational. So there's no reason you, that these guys can't have the businesses that they deserve, right? All right, this was a good one, man. I appreciate that, this is fun stuff. Next one is episode 100. 100, all right. See you next week, Mac. See you, Take bye. It. All right, bye.